0: Hi, cuties. We're back for part two with Courtney Dawson, the psychic medium that we had on a couple of weeks ago. She goes more in depth about what happens for her during her experiences, how she came to understand herself, what it means to her to be able to acknowledge and understand this part of her and how that boosted her confidence. I get a very, very impromptu reading and Honestly, neither myself nor Courtney were expecting that. It truly came up so organically and out of nowhere, as did our entire relationship. We kick off the episode with Courtney explaining why it was such an easy yes for her to come on the show and to meet with me. It's really a beautiful story, and we even dive deeper into it with details that neither of us knew again. It's been really special getting to speak with Courtney especially today especially having my own reading unexpected and I just love Courtney's energy and her way of understanding the world. She is such a beautiful person and so generous and kind with her time. I truly value the reading and experience that I had with her and I don't know. We answer some of the listener questions that came through um, after the last episode. If you haven't listened to Courtney's first episode on Stupid Cute, I highly recommend you go on and do that. It is linked in the show notes. Courtney gives a very clear... Um, understanding and explanation as to what a psychic medium is, what the difference is between being psychic and being a medium, and why it's important to understand your own energy first. We do talk about those things a little bit as well, but a lot more in depth in the first episode. So I highly recommend you go in and listen to those before coming back to this episode for a deeper look into Courtney's own life. Let's just get into it. It's too juicy not to. Hi, Courtney. Welcome back. Hi, Haley.
1: It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Really excited for our conversation today.
0: Me too, and I just want to dive right in. I want to kick off because at the end of our last episode, I had alluded to something that you had said before we started recording last time, which was um, that we, our meeting, felt very like organic for you, and something that you really wanted to lean into, based on something in your personal life. Um, do you want to explain to the cuties what that's all about? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I have a daughter who passed and she's in the spirit. And her name is Haley. And it's interesting, because if I go back just a little bit, I'll, I'll go back in a minute and just kind of share a little bit about her. But I have had a few experiences with her since she passed to the spirit. And if she were still here in the physical, uh, March
0: twenty she'd be 25. You're lying. That's my birthday. Stop it. Are you serious? Dead serious. March 28th. I'm turning 28 years old. Oh Oh my my gosh. gosh. Okay. This is crazy.
1: (laughs) Okay. Wow. So like I'm saying, there was definitely this feeling when you emailed me because my team didn't reach out to you. You actually reached out to me. Yeah. Right. And so that's where I was like, okay, um, This is my daughter like communicating with me saying, mom, I'm still here because, um, and I'll give a little bit of a backstory. When I was 18, I was with my first husband at the time. We weren't married at the time we'd been together, you know, from when I was 16, we were actually together 14 years. And when I was 18, I got pregnant and we were so excited. We were really young, but we're going back like 25 years. So, I mean, it was normal for people to have babies back in the day when they were like young and dumb. Right. And, um, and we were so excited, but there was something within me that I always knew there was something wrong with the pregnancy. I didn't know what, but I had this inner feeling. Now you got to remember at this time, I wasn't embracing my intuitive abilities, my mediumship abilities, like at all, but I always had gut instincts and they were always right. Well, I ended up going for a pregnancy checkup and I was six and a half months pregnant. The doctor couldn't find her heartbeat. At that time, I didn't know if I was having a boy or girl because they didn't do gender reveals. Like they never let you know till baby was born. So I mean, at this point I already had her nursery set up. We had crib, we had um, stroller, like we had a dresser. Everything was set up. We were just waiting for baby to come. So when they couldn't find her heartbeat, the doctor said, oh, it's okay. Could just be the way she's positioned. Well, long story short, my husband, and, or my partner at the time, uh, we had went mini golfing. I went to the washroom. My mucus plug came out, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Right? Like something's Whoa. wrong. So yeah. anyway, yeah. So I went to the hospital, and they did the ultrasound, and they ended up calling in the radiologist. And I had an outer body experience. I was actually hovering over my body, and I could see the radiologist grab another person, and then another person while they were doing ultrasound on the tummy. And he was going like, "Click, click, click, click," and I, I said, I knew the baby had passed because they don't do it that quick. right? Right. And long story short, they said the baby had demised, in other words, died. Mm -hmm. And then I came back into my body and I was in complete disbelief, knowing that I had this awareness all along, something was wrong. And I told my partner at the time, I said, I told you something was wrong. I knew it. right?" And um, long story short, shortly after she had passed, I ended up having some communication with her clairvoyant um, images, clairaudient messages. And when I was 18, I wrote it all down, like in a binder with some lined paper. And I kept all of it. I still have it. And it was all channeled from her. And so now fast forward 25 years later, between the time that she had passed, and then up until now, I have had maybe six or seven experiences with her Haley. Like truly. And people go, well, you must be able to just like call her up and talk to her. Well, no, you got to understand I was pregnant with her, but I didn't get the opportunity to like develop that relationship with her. So it was different. Right. Mm-hmm. I still got to hold her. I still got to name her and we named her Haley, but we spelled it H A Y L E Y because my partner was a truck driver and he hauled. Hay. Okay. And I was like, okay, that's a way of incorporating it. And so her birthday and the day that, you know, she was, you know, passed um, is March twenty eighth. So when I got the email from you, I was like, oh my goodness, that just melted my heart because I knew it was a sign from her. And I knew that she was just saying, Hey, I'm still here not to worry because, you know, even though I didn't get to know her and have those dreams fulfilled, like we had wanted to, she's still my child. I still carried her. I still birthed her. And mm-hmm. um, I still had a life that I wanted to have, share with her and, and experience with her. So when I got the email from you, I'm like, thank you. It was like a mess. It was. It was a message from heaven. I truly believe that. Now the fact that you tell me you have the same birthday as my daughter blows my freaking mind.
0: Me too. That's crazy. That's so wild. So,
1: and so that just like, gives me validation.
0: Yeah. And to make it even more wild, like- my mom was 18 when she had me. And so it's like, I know all of this, just like (sighs) these details that just match up. It's, it's obviously meant to be. And I feel so, I don't know, lucky to have this, this connection and this experience with you. That's so special. And definitely I wanted to start there because not only does that make it very personal and like give us that kind of, I don't know, deeper meaning to all of this. It's also an interesting starting point because You had said last time that it's not um, typical for you to hear from your own loved ones. And now you've said again that you can't just call her up anytime you want. And it's not like that. Um, I was wondering if you would be able to expand on your experience with your loved ones or people that you know personally that have passed and why you can't just connect with them on a whim like people might assume.
1: Well, I do think that some like people can connect with their loved ones. Absolutely. I teach people all the time. I think for me, because the people who I know who have passed to the spirit, it's only a few. And I was so deeply connected to these people that my grief gets in the way, mm. my deep emotions can get in the way, which makes it difficult for me to actually recognize when they come close, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, Totally. So- because our deep
1: emotions, they create a bit of a barrier for us to recognize the, like, the really subtle signs that our loved ones are giving us. I mean, for me, I have gone to other mediums in hopes that my daughter would come through and she ne- she's never come through. And I've gone to really good reputable mediums and my grandfather, who I absolutely love deeply, my mom's dad, I was like super, super close with him and I have gone to mediums and they have brought through, oh, your mom's dad. But honestly, a lot of the evidence that they brought through was so vague That I was like, Mm. I can't validate that. I can't say that for certain this is my grandpa. So it left me feeling kind of like, "Mm, I'm not so sure. But I mean, I have had a few experiences. Like my grandpa, he would have passed uh, like almost 27 years ago. And I got the phone call and I literally like hit the ground. I was shocked because I was supposed to go see him the next day in the hospital. And I have asked for signs. I have meditated And I've only seen glimpses of him. So it's not to say I haven't had experiences, but they've been very few. And, you know, it's just the way it is for me. And and I'm okay with that because I know, and I have this knowledge, and I know without a shadow of a doubt, whether I recognize them or not, doesn't change the fact that they're still there, that I still have more healing to do. And the more healing that I do, the easier it is for me to recognize when they come close. So for example, my daughter who like every year, her birthday is really difficult for me, like Mm -hmm. painfully difficult. And when I get an instance like this, where I'm getting an email, and I've just asked her like a day or a couple days before, you know, can you just give me a sign? I'd love that validation. And I get it. To me, that leaves me no doubt that she's actually communicating with me. So sometimes I might not get messages per se, like communication, but Our loved ones are always giving us signs and symbols, but we need to be able to send it out and ask them and then just create spaciousness so that when it comes, we can recognize it because it's really subtle.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is how you knew, but you kind of just answered that. So instead, I'd love to know more about um, before you kind of tuned into all of this for yourself and you were saying like you had this out of body experience when you were 18 and you weren't really... Acknowledging or tapping into your abilities at that time in your life, what did you attribute that to? How did did you just attribute it to like, I don't know, um, intuitiveness or something? Like knowing that there was something happening throughout your pregnancy and all of that. To be
1: honest, at that time, I had no way to like make sense of it. I just, ever since I was a little kid, honestly, like I've been seeing spirits since I was three. My mom says earlier, but like my earliest recollection is three years old and I'm 43, right? So it's been a couple of years and I honestly (laughs) just didn't know any different. I just didn't know any different. And I didn't have anybody to give me understanding um, of making sense of this. I didn't know where to look. Like when I was growing up, we didn't have Google. We didn't have social media. So when I grew up in a religious home, I didn't have people that could give me any sort of Understanding or provide me answers or give me clarity. So, really, it just left me feeling confused and overwhelmed. And it wasn't honestly until like when I was in my early 30s where things became more mainstream with mediumship that I really understood what was happening. I always knew that I knew things, but I didn't know why. Mm. And my mom would always say, with her Christian understanding, is that it was like the gift of knowledge, you know, and it was God that it, it, they call it like gifts of the spirit, meaning like the holy spirit, part of God, right? And it's you know, God's influence that is giving you these gifts to be of service, to to help yourself and to help others. So I had that understanding, but honestly, it just left me really, really confused. So I had no idea to be honest, but I always knew when I got those hunches or got those little thoughts that came in and they were so strong that I had a visceral response to it. I knew that I had to listen to it. So at least like I knew that part.
0: Hmm. It's so interesting. I feel like I, um, and this happened to me during our last conversation as well. I feel like you say things and I'm like, Oh my God, I have that. Like I need to like lean into that more. And there are things like. Last year, 2023, for me was really about like trust your gut, like trust your intuition, like lean into that because I feel like I get something similar like these hunches or this gut feeling where I'm like, I know something's wrong or I know I need to follow this or something really good is going to happen if I go this route or whatever. And when I ignore that or don't follow that there's often some type of consequence not only not always like you know negative or really bad but just there's something where I'm like oh I could have had this if I just followed that or there's been other instances where I'm like something bad is happening and I follow that and I'm like I fucking knew something bad was happening and then I can kind of you know curb it or or just like adjust as necessary but 2023 for me was like really leaning into that. So when you say like I knew that I knew that I knew, and I didn't know what that meant, but I just knew I had to go with it, I'm like, okay, I have that too. And you know, yeah. you were talking a lot last time about like training yourself, kind of, and like just teaching yourself how to lean into that. And I'm like, okay, I need to just like practice those things a little bit more because it sounds like from what you have been saying throughout our conversations that like it's not just necessarily intuition. Like that could be something more if you lean into it more. Um, I want to take it back further to like your childhood and before you had that mainstream kind of like more open doors understanding. And you had talked last time about how your mom, you would share with her these things and she would say something similar to what you were just saying now. But what happened as you start to understand that more? You go to her and you say, hey, I think it's this or I'm seeing this. And is she... Is it is it a dismissiveness? Is it like a, um, I get it, let's not go that route? Because it was frightening to, I think you were saying last time, just the religious aspect of it, it kind of was contradictory a little bit. So how do you reconcile that within your family and all of that transition?
1: To be honest, there wasn't a lot of reconciliation with it because my mom just completely, in her good heartedness, she tried to understand. And I think it just completely blew her mind. We have really good conversations now. And she will share experiences, some of them I don't recall. And she will say, I remember talking to my Christian friends, and explaining to them what was happening with you. And they all agreed that you were in tune with the spiritual realms. But how I today as a medium, understand the spiritual realms is a lot different than what they understood as the spiritual realms. They understood, you know, negative and positive love and dark love and light. that. And my mom, she goes, I just knew you were seeing things, but I actually just didn't know what to do. So bless her heart. All she could do was comfort me. And so I feel bad for her because she didn't know what to do for her kid that was having these really profound experiences that were causing her fear, that were causing her anxiety, that were questioning at times her own safety Mm. because some of them weren't pleasant, right? My mom didn't know what to do. I feel really bad for her because, you know, my own daughter went through some experiences and without having the understanding, I really struggled with some of it myself.
0: This is something else that I wanted to get into because you kind of touched um, in our last episode as well about like the difference between like the light and the dark. And um, yeah. you had mentioned familiar spirits last time. And I had some more questions about that. We had some more questions come through about that as well. Like you explained what a familiar spirit is and how it's mm-hmm. kind of um, often somebody presenting as someone Else or someone closer to you than maybe they are. Um, And you had experienced that a couple of times, which led you to the um, belief and practice for yourself of like holding boundaries and not just allowing yourself to be open to the spirit world at all times, which you said was a bit, I don't know, taboo in that community. Um, Can you just elaborate on like, I guess, what an experience with a familiar spirit would be and why it's a negative experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good question. So first off, I want to say, please don't be fearful. Okay? When we have understanding, it empowers us. Mm -hmm. There is nothing seen or unseen, known or unknown, that has any more power over your life than you do. So there's nothing to fear. So I want the listeners to know that, okay? You are in the driver's seat of your life. You are a sovereign being. And so the information that I share with you is to empower you, not to instill fear. Okay, so I want to like clarify that right off the bat. So I have had some experiences. They're few, not always, like I'm going to say, they're not always happening. It's very rare, but it can happen if people don't have the gift of discernment. And discernment is this inner knowing, this ability that you can sense when something is just amiss or off. And again, people can equate it to, I just know things and they're always right right it's that inner knowing of i feel i sense i know i can't explain it but there's something that's kind of off and i got to trust it so with familiar spirits they can come in to someone's life for many different reasons and where I see them actually present themselves are people who are in like the deep state of grief, but also people who are dealing with some really traumatic situations in their life. Perhaps they're dealing with mental health issues. Maybe they're dealing with phys- physical issues or health crises, which kind of usually tango with mental health issues because people that are going through health crisis or physical pain, you know, trauma in their life, broken homes, financial issues, problems at work or employment, all of that sort of stuff, it usually coincides with some depression or anxiety and fear, right? So what that does is it lowers your vibration. And then when you're seeking support or guidance, let's say from the world unseen, and the world unseen, I'm not talking just about the spirit world, there are other dimensions and realms, and I truly wasn't aware of all of the realms and I'm still not, I don't think we ever will be Haley to be honest, but I have had some major, major profound experiences in the last maybe five or six years where I know freaking without a shadow of a doubt, there are beings from other dimensions and I've actually had real experiences with them even most recently, like a month ago.
0: Okay. And people
1: told me that before five or six years ago, I'd be like, you're full of shit. No, it's for <laughs> real. It truly is. So What will happen is when people are in these situations, it can make them more vulnerable. And vulnerability is what familiar spirits will prey on, okay? Mm -hmm. Because what they're doing is they're looking at you as an open door to basically feed off your energy, okay? Mm -hmm. So again, they're rare, but what they're going to do is if you are opening yourselves up, to all sorts of practices and I'll get into that in a second without spiritual protection and without discernment you're making you're already in a vulnerable position now you're delving into a realm that you have no experience and no knowledge about no protection you basically got a bullseye on your back right mm. and what will happen is that these familiar spirits will guise themselves as somebody that you know to basically gain your trust But the thing is, the behaviors of them, they really tell you that something is off. For example, I had a client come to me and said that her family member who had passed to the spirit was visiting her. Okay, no problem. But yet this family member was keeping her up all night, was parading herself almost like a ghostly figure, like Pulling like almost like a blanket, like laying all over her. And when I actually had a session with her, I could see it and I felt like creepy about it. It felt Mm -hmm. unsettling. This is not normal behavior of our departed loved ones. Our departed loved ones are still people, they just have no body.
0: That's Mm the only difference,
1: right? And it was creepy, almost kind of like, you know, when a snake kind of like goes across the ground, Mm. that was how this spirit was presenting itself. And as I began to tune into it, I knew that it was a guise. I Mm. knew that it was taking her vulnerability and then causing the issues that she was actually having in her home, in her mental health and in her life. So how do you know you need to cultivate discernment? And what is that? Trusting your inner instincts. Mm -hmm. And not allowing your mind to be swayed from something that looks too good to be true, if that would make sense to you. So again, it's rare, but yeah, it absolutely can happen. And what's interesting is when I was raised, my family always talked about this because I was having experiences all the time. They didn't really want me to engage with these spirits that I was talking about because in their religion and in the Bible, it talks about familiar spirits, right? And so there was all this fear around it. That's why Mm. I really tried to avoid communicating with the spirit. But it came to a point where my own interactions with them and using the gift of discernment which is that inner knowing i knew that there wasn't just all dark i knew that there right. was loving beings and intentions that were there and still to this day i know that to be the truth now why do these individuals or spirits come and i'm going to say for lack of a better word pray on some of these people that are vulnerable because they're a lower vibration in right. our physical world earth the earth plane, there are people who have love and light, good intentions are good people. And then you've got people who are just, I don't want to say uh, negative, but really they are. They're people that live a really low vibe life. Mm. Okay. And their intentions are malicious, selfish, narcissistic. I mean, there's like 20 different characteristics that we could just lift off list off the top of our head. Right. And so those are people that we wouldn't want to to have in our life. For example, you might be out and about and let's say you're shopping and somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, you know, um, I, I, need to take my kid to X place and I just lost my credit card. Could you give me some money? You know, I need to take a cab and I just lost my card. Oh my goodness. I need to get them, you know, to this doctor's appointment right away. Let's say you're mm-hmm. shopping. can kind of borrow or have $10 or $20. You pull your wallet out and they steal your wallet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's an analogy. There are spirits that can do that. Again, this is actually rare. And I really teach my students in the Connected Spirit School, you got to learn the gift of discernment. You've got to mm. be able to trust yourself before you begin deviation. And devianation is a means of which you are trying to connect with an intelligence that is unseen for answers, right? Mm. So Ouija boards, tarot cards, pendulums, crystals, runes, all kinds of things. Now, I, I don't use the Ouija board because I've had some funky experiences with it, which weren't good. But <laughs> I use a pendulum. I use crystals. I have tarot. I have like 40 decks of tarot cards. I love them. Wow. And I don't have issues with that. I even have a deck on my, on my desk right now. I don't have an issue with it because I am trusting my gut. Right. And I'm also using spiritual protection. So with a familiar spirit, it's I would always question... Why are they showing up now? Mm. And if something feels off about it, chances are it is.
0: Right. So to clarify, familiar spirits are still people that have passed. They're just lower vibe people that are then coming back to continue their lower vibe bullshit.
1: Not necessarily. So how do they They get there? They could be a non-physical, well, they're a non-physical being. They could be from another dimension. They could be really I don't want to use the word demonic but they're very evil definitely
0: yeah so let's get into this other dimension thing because I feel like this like on I feel like for even like me like I don't know a lot about this stuff and so I'm like what does that mean it's it sounds like it could be frightening like all of these like different dimension people or like demonic like I feel like it's easy enough to wrap your brain around everybody knows a low vibe Human being. Everybody knows the type of people that are just like, you suck to be around, you don't have good energy, you're always negative or whatever. So, that I feel like we can make that connection a little bit easier and a little bit more like understanding. Talk to me about this other stuff that's maybe not as um, simple.
1: It's not as simple. And there's so many different variables. And what I share with you today is based on my understanding. And my understanding is based on my lived experiences. Mm -hmm. And so I don't claim to be a so-called expert on that. Definitely an expert in mediumship. But when it comes to some of these other realms and these interactions that I've had, it's really my own experiences. So I'll go back a little bit. About four or five years ago, I was feeling really drained and I was having some issues in my home, energetically, spiritually. And my spirit team kept saying, Ouija board, Ouija board. And I said, you guys haven't played with one of those since I was like 13 years old. Okay, (laughs) like what's going on? And they kept repeating it and it kept coming up in some of my private readings. And it was really odd. Like spirit was doing everything that they could do to let me know, hey, something's amiss. And I finally sat down, went into meditation and they said, Courtney, somebody has opened up a portal, a gateway in your building. And there is a nest. And I go, what do you mean there's a nest? Mm. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. Truly, I had no idea. And long story short, somebody in my building who is one floor down and one suite over was using an Ouija board, opened a portal and let in some dark stuff. And what happened is, is because I work in the light, they're attracted to the light. Mm. And really what they were doing is draining my life force energy where I was like depleted and feeling really unwell. So I had some very interesting encounters with them where I was seeing them very aware of what they were and they look like reptilians. So yeah, really trippy. So I was really unwell from these things. They were draining my life force energy, and Spirit, bless their heart, was trying to help me. They're like, girl, you need to clear your house. You got to get this stuff out. So, interestingly enough, I pulled out my Palo Santo, had a candle, and tried to light it so I could smudge my house. The candle kept going out. I couldn't get this thing to stay lit for the life of me. Long story short, I get a hold of my mentor. She's on vacation. She can't help me. So, I get a hold of somebody else who's a good friend and a medium. She tuned in, sent some Reiki energy to me. I got a hold of my Reiki master teacher. She sent some Reiki energy to me uh, to give me the strength that I needed to get through this until I could clear my house. Well, I pull out the sage and I try smudging. And I felt like I'd been slapped in the face. Oh, so rude. A little bit, (laughs) especially when they're in my home. And I went in the bathroom. There was no mark on me, but it felt like it. It was very interesting. And so I had enough. I did my prayers. I called in my angels. I called in Archangel Michael. And I said, like, we're clearing this out. Okay. Long, my husband's sitting in the living room and goes, what is going on? I said, well, um, I'm being attacked. So we're going to get these things out. So I was able to get some of them out when my mentor was back, her and another medium came over and I helped them clear of my home. I didn't tell them what they look like. These beings but they were able to tune in and validate what I was seeing. Wow. So I knew that I wasn't going crazy. That was really hard for me to reconcile because it took me 30 years to finally embrace my mediumship abilities where I removed the fear of the so-called dead. Right. And I had wholeheartedly embraced it. I was okay. There's living people and then there's living people without bodies anymore that was my world. Then this came in and I go, what? What are you talking about? There's other dimensions. What's going Mm -hmm. on here? And that really kind of led me down this discovery of, holy smokes, we have other dimensions. There are other beings. Mm -hmm. Now, I have had in my own experiences, interactions with beings that kind of look like avatars, literally from like the movie.
0: Okay. And
1: it has been absolutely amazing and beautiful and healing. And that actually came up in December, I think it was in November, December, when I had my last Reiki session with my Reiki master teacher, they presented themselves, energy was quite different, high vibration, and my body was just vibrating. And it was the most incredible healing energy that they were giving me.
0: Hmm. And a lot of
1: wisdom and a lot of guidance. There are non-physical beings that don't have physical attributes like humans, but their intention is to raise the consciousness of the planet Mm. and not just of our planet, but of the collective universal energy. Mm. And there are dimensions within dimensions. And again, I don't claim to be an expert, but I'm certainly aware of these non-physical beings that have diverse intentions Mm. and diverse ways in which they communicate with earth. Hmm. Some to help, some to not help. Right. Now, these reptilians, which I found out afterwards, after connecting with some other mediums who were well informed and knowledgeable about these beings, they're like very draconian. They're without emotion.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And they basically just feed off human energy and they gain strength and they're just not good. So we don't want to entertain them. Okay. Right. Yeah. We don't want to entertain them. But then there are other beings that have no physical form. Some just present themselves as light. I've had a student who worked with a couple of these beings that honestly look like a blob that was like a white silver iridescent and they were beautiful color, and they were just absolutely incredible. And they helped her a lot in her work. Now, would I want to work with those type of beings? No, because I don't know them. That's right. the whole thing. I want to know what I'm doing before I start opening up doors to different realms and different dimensions. And I feel like that's why we need to be very careful about what we're opening ourselves up to some people go, Oh, my God, I just saw this really cool TikTok video. And this chick was doing this. And then I followed what she said to do. And now I've got all this stuff going on in my house. Mm. That's where you got to use discernment just right. because something is on social media, or you read it online, or heck, you even listen to a podcast doesn't mean you have to follow it. I want you to trust your gut instinct. And you know, the spirit world has said so many times, Haley, if whatever we share with you goes against your reason, disregard it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because then you know that you
1: have connected with something that is, that is of not the light. Mm. Right. So that is paramount in anything that you do in your life, whether it's spiritual or your day-to-day life, always trust your instinct guys it's never going to fail
0: you. Yeah. I think it's so interesting that you had said that like you kind of ignored this other side of yourself for so long and then you finally accept it and you've got this world now that you can understand and then boom, you're hit with this new thing. And it kind of just makes me think like about how that didn't happen until you were comfortable with where you were at, just like with both sides of the veil, if you will. And I wonder if these things, obviously, like you didn't welcome those in. Somebody opened that up in their own, probably unknowingly leaving that with you. But I wonder if these things don't happen until we're ready. What do you, how do you resonate with that?
1: Ooh, I love that. That's so juicy. I totally think so. Yeah. I I totally think you're right, Haley, because if you have these experiences, I truly believe that they come to you for a reason. Mm. I believe like all of our lived experiences are a part of our soul's plan. And what's so interesting, Haley, is that experiences that I've had, particularly ones that have been really, really challenging, after I've learned the lesson from them or gained more knowledge about it, the spirit world has always guided people students, clients to me, who have had similar experiences that are looking for knowledge and support and guidance. Wow. I kid you not. And ever since I've had that experience, and then also more recently, I have a client that has been struggling with some intrusive beings that are really affecting them
0: Mm.
1: in a negative way. And some of those earlier experiences that I had when I was younger with some really negative entities I am more well-equipped now to deal with that. And it's interesting. I have people that come to me that go, Courtney, I need help. And I go, Spirit, why do you guys keep bringing this stuff to me? Like, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't ask. And when I was walking this morning, I like to go for a walk in the trails. And it's just my quiet time. I ground. I connect with Spirit. And I said, guys, what's going on here? And they said, well, Courtney, there's a source of everything. There is a source of why you're going through this. Mm -hmm. And it is so that you can be of service to others. So I know that even in the most challenging of times, I'm going to make it through. I got them. They got me. They got my back. And so it's important that I really trust those that I work with in the spirit, which I do implicitly. Mm -hmm. And they help me do the work, learn the lesson in turn so I can help other people. So uh, I do want to say, though, a lot of the experiences that people encounter that they feel are fearful actually aren't. It's actually due to a lack of understanding, a lack of experience and a lack of knowledge.
0: Hmm. That's kind of where I wanted to um, wrap with this portion, because I know that a lot of the things that you have shared are not frightening to you because you trust your, your team, your people, your spirit guides, all of the things that you have in place. But for people that don't have that or aren't in tune with their own spirit guides, the things that you've just shared about familiar spirits, different dimensions, the reptilian figures, these types of things can be still frightening or alarming to people, especially if maybe they've had an experience similar or it triggers something, a memory in them that they didn't know or didn't, maybe they didn't know that they had somebody that they could trust. So is that what you would say to someone that's experiencing these things? That's maybe a bit like, I don't know, amateur, if you will, in this world, like trust the spirit guides that you maybe don't even know are out there. No, (laughs) okay,
1: No. no, because I want you to first and foremost, before you can trust the spirit world, I want you to trust yourself. Right. If you can't trust yourself, you are never going to have complete trust in your spirit guides.
0: Mm. So what does that look like in the moment when someone's experiencing this? What does trusting yourself look like?
1: Trusting yourself is listening to your emotions and know that your intuition, the voice of your soul is speaking to you through your emotions. So if you feel peace and calm, that is a sign that everything is okay. If you feel anxious Feel nervous if you feel fearful. That is a sign that you should not be doing anything at this moment. Hmm. I call it like your red light, green light. Listen, right. You know, if you're listening to your soul and you have peace and joy, and you feel. Comfortable and confident, that's your green light saying, Yeah, you're good to proceed. And if you have that fear or you're getting that, you know, fight or flight response where there's danger, danger, okay, that's your red light. That means to stop. You need to trust that. You need to regroup, seek out understanding so that you can then really kind of evaluate the situation and see was there a need for me to be fearful or Mm -hmm. was it an opportunity for me to just gain more understanding about the situation? so I can remove my fear.
0: Hmm. So if you're experiencing red light, what do you do in that moment? Do you excuse yourself? How do you excuse yourself from this situation? How do you say, I don't want to do this anymore. Please leave or whatever the situation is. Is that just all you have to say? Please leave.
1: What you're going to do is you're not going to ask them. You're going to tell them Mm. because remember you're a sovereign being. Nobody has any more power over your life than you do right yes. we're yeah. going to preach that preach that because we are removing the fear there there should be no fear you might have something that makes you feel uncomfortable that's okay that's part of your human nature right? Mm-hmm. We got that little friend in the back, the amygdala that fires off when we have something in our lived experiences that we're uncertain about, or we don't know it's going to sound the alarms to protect us. That is our, our natural instinct, right? Yeah. It's been happening since the beginning of time. And so what we want to do is just give ourselves an opportunity to pause and just say, I am not comfortable with this. Leave my home, mm-hmm. leave my space, please don't yell or be rude because again, you might not be actually interacting with something or someone who is negative and their intentions aren't bad. Right. Right. You're just perceiving it that way. So I always recommend whether you feel uncomfortable or not, still respect the energy. Right. Okay. Okay. Not that you have to be, you know, become a BFF, but respect the energy and then just say, leave my home, leave my space, step back, I am not open to this communication. I am not willing to engage with you. And Mm -hmm. like how I'm talking right now, I'm like really matter of fact, that's just the way you need to
0: be. That's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That makes it a lot more um, digestible, tangible kind of Mm -hmm. advice to move forward. Cause yeah, it can certainly be alarming or, or, you know, definitely definitely to some people. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd love to switch gears for a second and just go back to, Um, Courtney pre like acceptance acknowledgement of these these gifts and opportunities that you have in your life what did it feel like or I guess how did it affect you more so to turn that down did you feel more tired did you feel more boxed in and when you I guess accepted this and leaned into this part of you did you feel more free and open was there a dramatic shift how did that go for you
1: I feel like when I was growing up, even from a young kid, I always felt like I didn't fit in. I felt uncomfortable. I felt like I was misunderstood and I didn't really know where I fit in in the world, to be honest. From a young girl, I just, there was something within me that I knew I was different, not saying special, but I knew I was different. And I felt like I was not able to really relate or be fully transparent with people because honestly, I didn't think other people were having these experiences and it caused a lot of fear and insecurities and self-doubt and it really affected my confidence in myself to be honest with you and with all of those emotions, it definitely caused some depression and caused anxiety because a lot of these experiences that I was having were really overwhelming and I didn't understand them. And again, didn't know there were resources that could help me. So I really tried to just tune it out and do the best I could. Now, as I was a teenager, I was really not having a lot of mediumistic experiences like direct communication until my daughter passed. And More so it was a lot of my psychic abilities that were coming in hot. (laughs) They were always on fire. Like I knew things were coming that were not planned per se in my life, but they were coming down the pipeline. I knew when my ex was not being honest or truthful or faithful, like I knew things. Wow. And I would know things about people before they were going to happen. And they were always spot on. Wow. Always. And that was from a young kid into, well, now. I just always knew. Mm. And it wasn't like I was trying to tune in. I just knew.
0: Okay. And I
1: didn't actually have the language like you and I are talking about today. I didn't know about turning on, turning off. Right. Turning it down. I didn't have any of that. Really what it was is me just doing the best that I could to ignore it. And I really feel like I did turn off my mediumship abilities in my teenage years. Mm. I definitely always sensed energies, but the clairvoyance of actually seeing them or hearing them clairaudiently, Haley, I did turn that off. Right. I would always sense energies though and it would make me feel uncomfortable because it's like I know something or someone is here. I don't know why they're here. I don't want to know why. I just want them to get the hell out of here because mm-hmm. it's scaring the shit out of me, right? And to be honest, that's how I felt. So, it was just a really it was hard. It was Mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm such an advocate of mediumship development, understanding who you are, because so many people have intuitive abilities. And I'm actually going to back up and say everybody is born psychic. Everybody has the ability to tune into their natural intuitive abilities. Now, is everybody psychic? Yes. Is everybody a mediumistic? No, right. I'm mean going to say, but everybody can definitely learn how to communicate with the spirit world, whether it's like your loved ones, your guides. Absolutely. Not everybody's going to, you know, open up shop and start slinging readings and quit their job and, you know, do this. I get that. But I do believe that education is so important because more people than not have had at least a spiritual experience that has left them wondering, like, what is this life all about? What is life after death? what does this spiritual experience mean and why did I have it? And so there's like all of these questions that need to be answered because in many ways, those experiences are part of the person's soul journey. And so if they can get those answers, it actually enriches their life. And when we learn information about ourselves, Haley and about these spiritual experiences, it allows us to view our life through a completely different lens where we, I call it like live our life through a holistic view or lens. We're really like embracing the spiritual aspect of ourselves and the human
0: mm.
1: the physical. Mm-hmm. And so it really does enrich every area of your life. And I, I just feel like more people need to be really transparent about their experiences. And a lot of people are just like love and light and it's all fluffy and it's airy fairy. Mm-hmm. And I just go, you guys cut the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing this long enough where I know that the majority of the stuff that goes on Is like all good. Yeah, absolutely. But there's another side to it. And people talk about it. People sensationalize it as well, which we see on paranormal shows, which I have to say, I really do love. I'm hooked on them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm not slamming them, but a lot of it is really sensationalized. And I have friends that are paranormal investigators and they're like, Courtney, yeah, it's not like how it is on TV. Right. It's not. Of course not. Yeah. And so I think if we can really have these open and candid conversations, it's educating people education's power and it allows us to take our freedom back, but it also allows us to look at life from just a more expansive view. And it really does change your life and it makes it so much more fun and interesting. And I really feel like people who learn how to tap into their intuitive abilities, find living their life is so, it's like such a joyful experience because you know that you have this tool Mm. or tools within you that help you Make choices that you feel confident about, help you steer away from stuff that is like totally not meant for you, help you identify situations that could cause more harm than good, but also help you accept opportunities that come your way that are actually meant to support you and enrich your life. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not just about staying clear of all the bad stuff. It's also about identifying the beautiful experiences that are coming your way. So that way your life is enriched. If that makes sense.
0: Oh, it makes total sense. That's, that's why and how I got into that kind of goal for 2023 of like, trust your gut, like trust your intuition, because I feel like Yeah, I was like maybe not accepting opportunities or like jumping on things that I should have been that could have been getting me where I knew I wanted to be, but maybe I could have been there faster if I just listened to myself instead of playing it, quote unquote, safe or playing it scared, if you will. But what you were saying even about like getting to know yourself and accepting yourself and understanding yourself, like that's true no matter what, whether it's like in this psychic medium realm or just like. I like daisies over tulips. Like whatever the situation is, when you understand yourself better and you accept that, it just is automatically going to boost your confidence. It's automatically going to boost like your, I don't know, like just energy in the world because you feel better about yourself. You feel more connected with yourself. And that's how you like connect with other people, like your family, your friends, whoever. I, I don't know. I'm such a like advocate for obviously just like authenticity and like being your 100% true self which is why I love your story and the trajectory of like you turning it around and being like no this is who I am and I'm gonna lean into this and I'm gonna be who I am regardless of what people know about it or think about it or what other people understand about it it's really not up to anybody else anyways to know about your own life and to like decide for you like you were saying like you are the only one that has Control over your own life. I love that that's like your message in sessions too. And you had made that really clear last time that when someone sits in a session with you, it's about them and their empowerment and their life and what they can do for themselves. You're not here making decisions for anybody, nothing like that, which is so important because as we talked about last time, people are going there looking for answers or looking for you to say, this is what you need to do, this is what's coming your way. And that's just not how it works. With that said, we did have so many questions about mm-hmm. sessions and what it's like to be in a session. I'm going to start with my own question because as the host of the show, I get to do that. <laughs> yeah, girl. My follow up to that whole thing is like, do you ever in a session, are you ever like, ooh, I, I can't share this information with this person because it's too much for them at this time?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. So here's the thing. I still give the information, but I always share it in a way that it lands softly.
0: Nice. Oh, the art of delivery. We love it.
1: Absolutely. Right. When we're doing this work, whether it's a psychic reading or I'm doing a mediumship reading, it is a huge responsibility and ethics is like paramount. Mm. I mean, even one of my courses is called ethical mediumship because sadly, there's not a you know, not everybody thinks the same way as I do. And I'm not saying I have the holy grail and I got all the answers, but I know hands down and everybody who's met me knows I have a very high standard for ethics and the work that I do. Right. Yeah, That's just, it's non-question. And so I am always very mindful about how I share information because here's the deal. Haley, people are coming to me and they're seeking answers, guidance, and clarity. They're often in people that are in desperate situations, they're Mm -hmm. feeling really crappy. They're coming to me to help them. Mm -hmm. I want somebody to feel better after they've been with me, spent time with me than after they left. So if something comes up, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to share it, but things that do not come up in readings. And I think it's simply because I've set the intention with the spirit world and in my psychic work, that I will never bring through information that will ever hurt somebody. I do not tell people what's going to happen in their future. I only share with them potential outcomes because like you guys have free will. I can Mm -hmm. share all of the guidance I want, but if you don't follow it, then your trajectory is still going to go on the, like in the course that it's headed. Right. And of course, if you take the guidance and then you apply it again, that's going to change the direction of your, your course, your life path. But I will never tell somebody, okay, someone's going to die or Mm. this dire information is going to come through. You would not believe how many people come to me that go, Courtney, oh my God, somebody told me I was going to die. And I've been, my whole life has been on hold because this date and time I'm supposed to die. Like who the hell says that? That's so
0: like another, they go to a session and someone tells them that.
1: Yeah. I've had multiple, multiple. Is that
0: science? Is that happening? Like, can you know that information
1: or are they bullshitting? I, I Well, in the cases, it's funny, my it's not funny, haha, but my clients came to me and they were still alive. So yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Eh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but here's the thing. I truly believe like when we are here in the physical world, our soul blueprint that we have designed before we come to the physical earth really has our days counted, right? Mm. I don't believe our human mind needs to know that information because otherwise it's going to take away from us fulfilling our life lessons and our soul purpose here. Yeah. So, I mean, if yeah. you know you're going to die in three weeks, you're, you're going to be freaking out, right? You're yeah. going to be missing out on all these opportunities. So what's the point?
0: Yeah, totally. Right?
1: Now, I don't get that information. I might get information. Again, I'm talking about a psychic reading here. If it's in a psychic reading, I might get information like they need to, you know, maybe follow up with a doctor for a little checkup, you know, have you have you had a checkup lately, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm never going to say, oh my God, you're, you're going to have a heart attack and you're going to have a jammer and you're going to die. I would never say that. Yeah. Right? No, we don't do that. Yeah. Ethical readers do not do that. Yeah. That's a red flag. And ethical readers do not do predictions. They might share potential Ooh. outcomes. But I also, I, I just, I find predictions like so cringy. Yeah. I really, really do, Haley, because if you've got somebody that's telling you this is going to happen, now what you're doing is you're oh. basing every thought, decision, action on that piece of information.
0: Yeah. It's like a self fulfilling so where-
1: at that point. Yeah. So, so where does your free will come into play? Yeah. Then it's almost
0: like you're a puppet, mm-hmm. like, you know, on strings. Also like they could, you could just lie. You could just be like, Oh, you're going to do this thing. Like, you know, and then what, for what your Absolutely. own personal gain? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Totally that busted. Want to hear another
1: question. I get a lot in my psychic readings is Courtney. Should I stay in this relationship?
0: Oh, I bet.
1: Is, is he the one for me? Is she the one for me? And I say, well, if you're asking the question, I think you already have your answer.
0: Oof, hey. Oh, my gosh. And what are they? Are they
1: like, oh, fuck, you got me there. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Yeah. They're thinking I'm going to give them this hot answer. And I'm just like, you guys don't need this. You don't need a psychic reading. You need common
0: sense. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I'm not
1: being rude. But seriously, if you were questioning your relationship and you don't trust the person, honey, you got bigger issues than going to a psychic telling you if you should stay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, but then I think, and I mean support. that
1: with all the love in my heart. I really do. I mean of that with course. all the love in my heart.
0: It's it's hard because then like you can t- don't. This is what I would feel like because I'm so empathetic. I feel like if someone, if I was in your situation, and someone came to me and said that, I'd be like, oh, like I'm just so sad for you because you you obviously care about this person. You want it to work, but it's not working because you're asking the question like it has no nothing to do with you. Like you said, it's like I mean. <laughs>
1: I really want to empower people. And again, that's why I do the work that I do. Mm -hmm. And these people that are coming to me are beautiful people. Like I'm so grateful for the opportunity to work with them. I will give them information that will help support them in making the decisions for themselves. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I will give them insight and answers. Absolutely. But another thing like I don't do and this is, I get so many inquiries from my website about this. I don't even reply to them because I would have to have like a full-time assistant just to apply to a- apply and answer these questions. Okay. So what's he doing right now? How does he feel about me? How does Stop. she feel about me? And they've, and they're broken up. Oh no. He, oh is no. He gonna come back into my life. Is he going to come back into my life? And I go again, this is where ethics come into play Haley. I do not read for people without their permission. Yeah. Again, ethics. I don't. I think it's gross. I w- I don't want somebody reading for me, yeah. like talking about me and getting a psychic reading about me if I haven't given my permission and yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just cringy. I don't do that. So yeah. again, I don't. I don't answer those questions. If that comes up in a client session, I do let people know, I'm sorry, I don't do that. That's ethics, morals. Oh I can't gosh. do it.
0: Oh my gosh. It's like psychic stalking somebody like get out of here go away yeah no if you're broken up honey there's a
1: reason why
0: yeah yeah get out of there or just go ask yourself like do you still care about me like that's you do that on your own time um okay I have one more of my own questions and then I want to move into some of the questions that uh listeners sent in based on listening to our last episode together so okay I'm interested (laughs) in this because I get so Again, I'm making this about me for a second. I get so emotionally (laughs) invested in people and I just like am so empathetic and I care about people. Like, I'm a hairstylist. And so when people are sitting in my chair and they're telling me about their life or their relationship or whatever, because that's often a therapy session in itself for those people, I get so invested in it. And then I'm like, I'll go home in the next day or a week later. I'm like, Oh, I wonder, you know, how this is playing out for them Or I see that they've booked another appointment and leading up to their appointment. I'm like, Oh, I wonder if they're still with that partner or whatever the case is. And I feel like I tend to get like, yeah, I guess there's no other way to say it other than emotionally invested in those. Did you just see that? What the fuck was that Courtney? That was a feather that just flew by you. Did you see that? I did see that in i saw it here in the camera but not in real life what's happening?
1: i i totally saw it on the camera there was a feather that just floated across the screen
0: it in wasn't it was not in my line of vision right here
1: i seen it there though
0: isn't that what? crazy that was crazy what was that why would there be there's no nothing even we're having some supernatural here.
1: stuff happening on, on the stupid cute studio <laughs>
0: Well, 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 this leads into my question. Actually, this is hilarious because now that this has happened, what a perfect segue. Thank you. Um, I was going to ask if you, when you're chatting with someone long-term or like we've been sitting here for roughly an hour chatting, do you start to pick up on people's lies? Like, do you, are things coming in about my life to you while we're chatting or do you just have that turned off and you have to like tune into that to get that?
1: I would have to tune into it. And this is where, media. yeah, so this is where development and like discipline in our development is so important because as empaths, right, Mm -hmm. I'm an empath as well. And what does that mean? We can sense energy from the living and from the discarnate, AKA the spirit people. And so if I were tuning into every single person, I wouldn't be able to do my work. Like right. after I'm done working with you today on this beautiful podcast, I still have clients I'm working with today. Yeah. If I were to do that, I'd be completely drained. Totally. Right? So I, I don't do that unless I like take a moment and I start to tune in. I can do that. But no, I, I don't because it's too I much. Don't.
0: Is that a skill much. that you had to like acquire then to not just yeah. go into every conversation, like feeling everything about the other person?
1: hundred percent. That's where my training came in.
0: Mm, Okay. So how long did you spend from the time that you like leaned into this and like decided I'm going to pursue this and like learn more about myself to now, how long did it take you to be able to turn that off and like protect your energy in that way?
1: Well, I'm 10 years in. And I'm still learning and I'm still growing. And and that's why I always tell people mediumship development is a lifelong journey. You're not going to learn it in a weekend course. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's some people that teach mediumship development courses, like take a six-week course, you'll be a medium. I have a 12-week course that's coming up February 10th, which I'm just plugging there. And uh, yeah, Ethical Mediumship Foundations, 12-week live online course. Why 12 weeks? Some people, God, that's so long. There's so much to learn about yourself, about the spirit world and the mechanics of it and energy that it takes time for you to learn it, but also to practice, put into play what you're actually learning. So like my teaching, there's like that big practical component. So it takes time. Now, I never had courses like this when I was developing. I sat in a development circle for seven years, every Well, first off, it started Tuesday nights. Then I moved to the advanced circle and then I was in that. And then I still go to England and train.
0: And this is just to help kind of like grow your strength and like solidify your boundaries and all of that stuff
1: absolutely. Your development mm. is more than just learning how to like channel spirit. You've got to understand who you are, which is a spiritualization of self, who you are as a soul being, having a human experience, understand your own energy. Cause if you don't know what you feel like and what your thoughts are, you're going to have a really hard time being able to recognize when spirit gathers close, right? Mm. Learning how to manage your own energy. That is really difficult for people that come into mm. development because a lot of them are really intuitive. They're like, I'm bombarded. With everybody's feelings, you know, and I'm and I'm getting yeah. channeled messages from spirit all the time. What do I do? Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna manage those abilities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, like disciplined in it. You you don't want to be open all the time, be- for many reasons, right? And yeah. and then understanding like how actually spirit communicates. It takes time to understand that. And once you have that foundation that's why my course is a foundations course mm. then you can build upon it and continue on
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's incredible it's incredible
0: i love it so you're saying how mm-hmm. spirit communicates in these kinds of things now we just both saw this feather float by my head mm-hmm. that was not here like i couldn't reach out and touch it it was no it just manifested yeah. yeah and so Like that doesn't frighten me. It doesn't scare me like, oh, my God, why was that here? What was that? Whatever. But you're saying like learning how spirit communicates and these kinds of things. So in your point of view, is that something communicative?
1: Absolutely. But what I'm talking about as far as mental mediumship, which is when we're channeling messages from the spirit world, it's different. So that is actually a sign of spirit saying, I'm here with you in this moment. Right?
0: Interesting.
1: Which is incredible because that literally I'm looking at you looking at your screen and it manifested out of nowhere. It yeah. didn't come down from the ceiling. Yeah. It manifested, which is incredible. And so when we're working mediumistically for spirit communication, and I'm just going to back up a sec, there's all different types of mediumship. So what I teach is spirit communication. We got to learn the language of spirit, which is how spirit communicates with us through Our senses through seeing and hearing and knowing and speaking and feeling and smelling and um, tasting, right? There's all of these different ways. So we develop these extra, I'm going to say extra or super normal abilities that way we become more sensitive and we can feel when spirit's communicating with us. So it's a process, right? When I first started connecting with spirit, I always saw things, just always from like a kid till... I don't know, maybe mid thirties. And then spirit changed how they worked with me. Cause it was just too visual. I was seeing spirit all the time. I'm like, you guys, this is like a bit annoying. Sometimes <laughs> it would catch me off guard. So they were really, really good about it. They ended up changing how they work with me. And I feel a lot. And through that inner feeling, I just feel, you know, mm. a male or female, a mother, a child, I can mm. feel and sense their height and the color of their hair and physical symptoms. I also am clear audience. So I hear them talk, Mm. which I love because then there's no issue with what's coming through. It is what it is. You don't have to Mm. decipher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's different than the sign that you just got.
0: Right. So I guess I'm wondering too, like I keep coming back to this sign that we just got because it's obviously so relevant right this very second. Mm -hmm. But like when that happens, that's like you said, someone saying I'm here with you in this moment. Um, Why, why do that? Because I'm, I'm sitting here going like I'm, like as you're talking and kind of talking about like tuning in and, and seeing what, you know, is here for you and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't feel any one here, you know, like, I know. and I have yeah. felt that before, like that feeling of someone's here with me. So why do that and, and then leave, or maybe I'm just not tuning in properly and, and sensing them.
1: It's not that you're not tuning in properly because you're doing a podcast interview right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually tuning in right now. So I'm aware of who it
0: is. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hi, cuties. Present day Haley here. This episode with Courtney is so beautiful. I just wanted to take a moment because at this time in the recording, Courtney and I dive into an extremely personal and special and beautiful and spot on reading. And... I, it was so unexpected for myself and for Courtney. And of course, when this happened, we were recording. It was all going down and it kind of came out of left field. And I got the most impactful, beautiful message from Jordan's grandpa. He came through and shared something so meaningful for our family. And I went and shared that with our family, with the people that, it would matter most to. And as a family, we decided that we weren't going to put that onto the internet because it was so special and meaningful to us. And so um, at this point, I am here talking to you guys right now um, as a bit of an interlude. I've cut the reading from the episode and you guys know that I really love to show up authentically and share 100% of my life with you guys and everything that I can and I'm wanting to share with you I would love to share this reading with you but it doesn't just impact me it's not just a message for me it's actually not at all a message for me and so it's not my reading to share and so I hope that you guys can understand and I know that I mean I know you do understand because everybody has things that they just want to keep to themselves or with their family but I did want to say um that this reading was so spot on Courtney is so kind and gentle with her delivery and she's so intuitive and that comes out so much while she's connecting with our loved ones at the beginning of the reading, um, because neither of us were anticipating this and it all came from that floating feather earlier in our chat. Um, she wasn't a hundred percent tuned in. And so she wasn't getting a clear reading. She was actually misreading the spirit as Jordan's grandmother, because that's that's who was being projected. That's the image that she was receiving. She gave a very accurate and clear description of his grandmother. And, um, when she took a moment, she actually said, I'm just tuning in. I'm just taking a moment to breathe and open myself up and allow expansiveness. And then immediately one second after she took that moment, she was able to accurately identify the spirit that was coming through which was Jordan's grandfather Um, and it was such a accurate message the entire time she described him so accurately and the dynamic between our family and just everything that Jordan's grandpa showed up to say Courtney articulated so beautifully I there's really no other word for it um and it left me in shock and amazement and gratitude to be the messenger and to be the the middleman as she calls it later in the episode um to receive this message and then be able to share it with the rest of my family I'm so grateful for this she nailed it just literally so spot on and I could not be more grateful um I have this intermission rather than just entirely cutting it out to express this because it was so like, I don't want to be dramatic, but it truly was like life changing to have this experience. It's really one of those things like you don't know until you experience it. And we also do reference it um, a little bit more later on in the conversation. We talk about what happened for Courtney and what happened on the spirit side of this experience and so I just wanted to be totally transparent with you guys even though I can't share the reading itself I really want to just give like testament to Courtney and her abilities and also just like the impact that it has so um, with that we'll dive back into the conversation and pick up Uh, where the reading kind of closes and leaves off. So thank you guys for understanding that I want to keep this private with my family and um, let's get back to it. Um, Well, first of all, thank you, grandpa. Love you. Miss you. Um, And we'll definitely be passing that on. Um, If we could just come back to our conversation, Courtney, Um, and this is actually such a like wonderful, I don't know. Yeah. Segue again. Like when you go into that place, like you said, I'm just going to ground myself. I'm going to take a moment. And then it was almost immediately that you were able to connect a little bit easier, a little bit more clearly. Um, before that it was maybe like foggy, if you will. Um, it seems like such a, um, like, I don't want to say dramatic shift. I don't want that to have like negative connotation, just that, like, you know yourself so well, you're able to just, this is what I need to do. And then there's a dramatic shift in your clarity and your abilities. When you um, are like half-tuned in, like you were at the beginning there is it. does it feel foggy for you? Does it feel hazy and then suddenly clear? Or what's that sh- shift feel like inside?
1: It's a lack of clarity. It's a lack of clarity. Honestly, it's the best way I can f- like find the words to describe mm-hmm. it. And so I become aware of information, but not as clear as what I can when Mm. I open up to spirit. So when I'm working psychically, I just tune into the energy around you. But I was aware of an energy. As soon as I began to look at that feather and go, hmm, what's going on there? Right, before I actually tuned in, I kind of went, hmm, what is that? And I could feel a female energy. Mm. And I seen her, but I wasn't tuned in. And Mm. so that's where I was like, hmm, what's going on? That's where I started to describe. And you're like, well, yeah, but she's still living. Okay. right. Let me tune in. And when I tune in, I become aware of him and right. he's wanting to reference her. So he's actually showing me an image of her because that's what he wants to talk about. That is the focus wow. of why he actually stepped forward today.
0: Hmm. And so when the feather first floated by, cause there was like a couple of minutes between the mm-hmm. feather going by, we had some other conversation and then we came back to that. Is it like, in the back of your mind from the second that you saw that feather that there's something going on? No, you had to kind of tune in more.
1: Yeah, I get so much stuff all the time. Honestly, Haley, like when I'm recording my own podcast, and, and doing interviews and doing my Zoom calls with clients, I get orbs all the time in my office. I have mm. a lot of activity in here. Interesting, <laughs> so interesting. I, I don't know. And it's not to disregard it or make light of it, but I'm kind of used to it. So I don't really yeah. think too much about it. I acknowledge it and then I let it go. Because right. again, that's part of being disciplined, right? If I'm open and tuning into everything, I'm going to miss out on what I'm actually supposed to be doing. Mm. But I was curious, though, when I just kind of took a moment and I go, hmm. There's something shifting. There's something there. And then it's not entirely clear to you or to me. So then I just.
0: Interesting. So if we could talk about like maybe the spirit side of that interaction for a second, because obviously the the feather was in this room with me. And then when we shifted to you kind of trying to get in tune and in touch with. Jordan's grandpa, then he went to you. Because I had said before that I didn't feel anything in here with me, but we both saw this thing that was in here with me. So how does that work? Where, yeah, where works is it. he then?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So he'll he'll be with you. He won't be with me. So whether I'm doing an in person reading or online, it actually works exactly the same. So think about energy. Energy can be anywhere. Energy Mm. is everywhere. You know, you and I are doing the podcast interview. We've got an internet connection that we can't see, but it's operating so you and I can chat, right? right? So what happens is when I begin to tune in, I just begin to expand my awareness. And then I feel into the energy in the room that you're in. I'm not Mm -hmm. actually reading your energy, which would be psychic. I'm feeling into the space around you and then seeing what comes into my awareness. And then very quickly, as I tuned in and opened up, I didn't really feel her energy, but I was aware of the information he was trying to share Mm -hmm. and became very aware of his spirit, his energy. So I knew he was the communicator and what he was trying to show me wasn't actually her soul or spirit. He's saying, this is who I want to talk about. This who is who I need to get this message through to.
0: Hmm. And
1: you're really the middle person, right? Right, right. To share that message.
0: Interesting. And so if... Um- I were to take your course, do all the things, get more in touch and all of that stuff, would it be more easy for me then to feel him in the room with me as well? Absolutely. Interesting. That's so beautiful. It's so interesting to me how all of that works. I'm like so just still touched by that experience. I, I'm so happy and excited to share that with my family now. That was so beautiful. Um, I'd like to switch gears. Um. Yeah and just wrap with some of the questions that were sent in to us, because they were kind of interesting. So off the top, um, someone had said, can you connect with pets? Yes, I do.
1: They come through all in all of my readings. I shouldn't say all of my readings, but a lot of them, and I wasn't trying to. But when I first started working professionally, I thought I was only gonna be connecting with spirit people. Well, right. pet showed up. And I think honestly, it's because I love animals. I grew up on a farm. I love animals so much. I really, really, really do. And if mm. I ever become rich or famous which, you know, I kid when I say rich and famous, but you know, if I ever won the lottery, Haley, I would have an animal rescue. I really Aww. would. Cause I love them so much. And so I feel like that affinity to animals just kind of opens the, the doorway, so to speak for them to know, like, this is a safe space for them to come through. I'm going to be able to recognize them and then pass on their messages. Yeah. It's incredible.
0: Mm, that's so beautiful. I love that. Cause yeah, there's a lot of people that love their pets and are obviously very, very sad. Um, We had a lot of questions come through about specific people, specific storylines, these kinds of things. Um, Of course, we can't read for people who aren't here. So to everyone who sent in a question that is related to your family or your loved ones or your future, Courtney's information will be noted in the show notes. You can go on and book with her and um, maybe hear a little bit more about your own life there. Um. somebody said, I would be interested to know about connection between mediumship and dreams. Loved your episode. I am also very interested in this because I had some very, very recent jarring experiences. So I would love your take on the connection between dreams and yeah, mediumship or spirit.
1: I think dreams aren't necessarily a form of mediumship, but I do believe they're a form of spirit communication in the sense that you don't have to develop mediumship in order to have dreams where your loved ones are communicating with you. It is a means by which your loved ones can communicate with you because you are in a relaxed state, your mind isn't super busy with your day-to-day stuff, rushing around, you know, partners and kids and work and obligations. You don't have anything that's distracting your mind from their presence. And so in sleep state, they can connect with you much more easily where you're going to recognize when they've been there, when you've shared that space. And when you wake up in the morning, you'll often have very strong feelings and remember or recall a lot of the segments of the dream where you're going to go something happened and you really feel the experience. That's how you can really decipher if you've had a spirit communication like or spirit dream. I don't believe it's necessarily a form of communication or mediumship rather. I think it's okay. spirit communication.
0: Okay. So kind of similar to the feather or these kinds of things where they're just showing you little signs of I'm with yeah. you or I'm here. Yeah. So would that be like you dreamed about a loved one? that maybe has passed and they, and then they're kind of sharing with you, I'm still with you, these Mm -hmm. kinds of things.
1: Absolutely. It's Mm -hmm. them gathering close and say, Hey, I'm still here. Our love still continues. Let me share with you what I'm doing now. Let me Mm -hmm. share with you what I know what's going on in your life. Let me share with you or impart some guidance to continue to support you.
0: Right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's special. I love what you said about it being like a relaxed state and there's not any like distractors or these kinds of things that often cloud our, our, vision and intentions in that way especially if it's not something that we're used to tuning into that is that is very true and I resonate with that personally very well amazing well I so valued our time together Courtney thank you for coming back and for sharing so much more about yourself and about your journey and just really diving in with me I'm so grateful for this
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been so cool to connect with you. And I'm just really blown away. Like, honestly, this is such a gift for me too, because I know that my daughter orchestrated this. And I mean, I'm just really blown away that you even have the same birthday as her. That just shocks me. Me too. And like, it's really healing for me too. So thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate you.
0: Oh, thank you, Courtney. And thank you, Haley, for connecting us. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I feel so lucky and special to have met Courtney to know what it's like to get a reading from her. I'm still like in disbelief that I got to experience that and got to have that beautiful moment. And I'm so excited to share that with my family it it really is so special and powerful. And like, you can't put words to it. And it's like, I was never a skeptic. I always believed in mediumship and psychics and being able to experience a really positive reading. I had never had that before. And like, just the details that she was able to share and the things that she said were so spot on. And even when I didn't know what they meant, it's still, I could feel it resonating with me. Like, why does that feel familiar? It's so beautiful and just hard to wrap your brain around how it works. I definitely am even more of a believer now. I can't, I don't know. I just feel so lucky. It's such a interesting gift and so cool to know that we can all kind of embrace that. And like she was saying, like just be able to understand ourselves and be authentic and boost our own confidence with that. And it doesn't even have to be mediumship or whatever. It's exactly like she was talking about just trusting your intuition and knowing what is right for yourself and being able to trust that and lean into that to be able to like move forward in your life in the right direction that you're meant to go. Who wouldn't benefit from that? I know that some of this stuff can be a bit frightening or jarring for some people and can be hard to understand, especially when we get into the deeper things like the other dimensions and some of the stuff that she was sharing that she has experienced. But I really do believe it's like what we said in the conversation of not being given anything that you can't handle yet. And that's a sentiment that goes well beyond psychic and mediumship, that goes into everything that, you know, that's in religion, that's in ev- everywhere you go. That's such a relevant sentiment of like only being able to experience what we can handle or knowing that there's a lesson in that I don't know I don't know any other way around it then that's so beautiful and impactful it doesn't frighten me these things I mean granted didn't frighten me before anyways but I just I encourage you if this is something that is alarming to you or jarring or scary you know it's like Courtney said to trust yourself figure out why trust your green light red light but to empower yourself and to like take that Authority over your own life, exactly like she said, her outlook is so powerful and important, and I just i don 't know. I just really, really valued my time with Courtney today and with our last conversation and i don 't know, I just wish that I could have her in, around all the time. She just has such a positive spin on everyday things i don't i don 't even know any other way to explain it i 'm almost like in shock and like still processing everything that I've experienced today, but I'm, I'm just so grateful. And I hope that you guys learned something from this or took something away, or even just like decided to lean into your own intuition and got feelings and trusting yourself a little bit more. If that's the case, I would love to hear from you guys in my DMS or at our anonymous inbox at stupid dot cute.com slash T you are more than welcome to share any experiences that you've had or things that you wish to. I don't know, continue to learn or develop as we all move forward after this amazing learning experience. If you want to DM me that information, you can at stupid cute club on Instagram All of my handles and contact information is in the show notes as well as Courtney's. We also have a link to her Ethical Mediumship Foundations course beginning tomorrow, February 10th. You can sign up for that and take part. I am seriously considering signing up for her foundations course as well. She talked so much about managing your own energy and learning to do that. And I feel like that just resonates with me so much because, again, as a hairstylist, as a mom just as a friggin' person wandering this world, it, I take in so much of other people's energy and learning to manage that would not be the worst thing for me. So I will definitely be looking into that. I encourage you to do the same and I will see you guys in the newsletter next Friday and in another episode the Friday after that. Love you. Bye.